So share it on your, we're live. Quick, you got to share it, Carla. It'll come up on your Facebook. What's up, everyone? What's up, Facebook? What's up, Carla? Welcome. Hey, thank you for having me. How do I share it? Oh, here we go. <laughs> Did it just come up? Don't worry. I'm really good at just talking uh, at the start. And oh my God. Going. How's everyone's day going? We're going to make this an interactive. Carla's going to have a million of her friends jumping in because she promoted mm. on her. Look, there's already someone watching. Well, hello from all around Hi. the world, live on the air with Facebook. What's all going right. on, What's up, Carla? How are you doing today? Okay, I'm good. I've just shared it. I've just been Share trying to figure it. out technology. Take a breath. Relax. How long are we going, going for? About an hour? Well, I can go all night, but I think uh, an hour would be <laughs> I think an hour would be good. Live or? Uh, is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Yep. All night. <laughs> all right. About well, I, do you have a coaching call after? Uh, no, they rescheduled. Oh, perfect. Well, an hour roughly. Yeah, we'll, we'll we go. go with the flow. We'll see how we see how we do it. But what what are we going to talk about? Well, firstly, before we jump around everywhere, who who are you? Well, I guess there'll be there'll be people jumping on from yours as well. But you just explain who who you are for for my people, and then yeah. I'll. Yeah. So I am Coach Carla. I'm an online fitness coach, and I teach uh, health, movement, and mindset. So I love getting people permanent results because I feel that health is uh, all things physical and mental. And if you know how to be healthy, it's very easy to maintain. So what nutrition you need for your body, how to exercise to change the shape and the structure of your physique and the confidence to match because you can be unhealthy to look healthy. And I want you to actually fucking feel good and have the confidence to match your amazing body that you achieve and and how to keep that for the rest of your life. So that's kind of how I work. That's my my method. Well, I have that was so good. I have so many questions. Oh, uh, but we'll <laughs> we'll uh, we'll get into that. But yeah, uh, introduce yeah, if, yourself. Yeah, if you're from Carla's page, or if you're like uh, you've never seen Mitch Ping on uh, as your Facebook friend ever before, I'm Mitch Ping. I help people with mindset pretty much. I mean. Um, health stuff too. I've got a PT background, do health. Uh, I'm really into relationships, communication, just getting the most out of life, just squeezing the lemon, figuring out what exactly you want in, in life and just helping you get it, like clearing that shit out of your mind and helping you with a plan so how you can actually achieve it. And like Carla said, with health, I don't want to just give you a quick fix little pill here, have have some motivation because motivation doesn't last. You know, the six-week challenges, the Weight Watchers, the Jenny Craigs, they pump you out of cash, they pump you full of motivation, and then you're deflated and you have no energy and you're just in a little slump and you go up and down for the rest of your life, right? So I'm all about giving you long-term sustainable results so you can stay inspired and fulfilled and actually be present with you know, the journey that you're on instead of just being like, oh, what, what's my goal? What's my goal? And you're just always pointing the finger and you're thinking, oh, I'll be happy when. It's like, if that's what you're saying, you're never going to be happy. But anyway, that's me. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to chat. Um, we'll just vibe and we'll just bit of health, bit of mindset, bit of whatever, right? Whatever happens, happens. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I like it. So what, oh, so how, because we met, 
Um, at, well, we actually met at like a Eugene TO seminar, but I don't think we spoke. Oh, but we didn't actually speak we, to each other. Yeah, it was one of those things where it's like after two years, like, hey, you know, we were at this event seminar thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was crazy. But then we were, you we were, noticed I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be rude. A bloody Gumby. Oh, um, yeah, I was Gumby. You are Gumby. <laughs> Hypermobile. I, and when he um, when he fixed my Romanian deadlift, I didn't really understand what he was saying either. And he was like, "Is that better?" And I was like, "Yes." Everyone's and, watching me. So <laughs> like yes. everybody, yeah, it's, you fixed me. Thank you. It was good though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and then we met at like a business mastermind thing where we flew over to Queensland. How cool was that, by the way? So fun. I'd love to do it again. You can have your own. Well, that's that's the plan. It's written down on a piece of paper, so it's going to happen one day. Oh, nice! You know what Pete says: when it's in pen, it's permanent. Really? Does he say that? Well, that seems I mean, like something he'd say. Someone else would have might have said it, and he just said it. But yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I quote him all the time, and I know that he's quoting other people, <laughs> like Pete you have, Handley. You have to stand on the shoulders of of giants. You build upon mm. the foundations of the greats, and you. That's how you enhance your own greatness and your own creativity, your own authenticity. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah, Pete was a legend. Those things were really fun. I love those. So how has your business kind of evolved from when we first, you know, you first in the PT, so now you're going into online, you know, why? Tell me about that transition. Yeah, so I was motivated to go online because my face-to-face personal training I very quickly became like fully booked. I was charging a decent rate and I was like, oh, well, I'd like a little bit more money. And like, you know, I have a, I could fit a few more people in. So I accepted a couple more clients and then I'm like, oh my God, I'm working too many hours. I, my salary was like capped because the hours were filled. And I was like, what do I do? Because people were still approaching me for personal training. So the online space seemed like a good place to go to, to overcome that limit. And then, yeah, working with Pete, he got me set up like the beginning stages of in the online space and figuring out how to deliver online. And the difference that I really wanted to get around is like face-to-face personal training. I was telling people the same things over and over. I wanted to get past that and give a more thorough education. So I could teach people like why we do what we do and the, the fundamentals of health and then give them the specific coaching that they needed instead of just constantly answering, you know, the basic questions that, that you can teach. So the online space has been really good because now my program is more like a course with the health movement and mindset. Yeah. And, um, but it's grown a lot now. I think I have 23 people now and I've got like a marketing guy and a assistant and, it's just, it blows my mind all the time. And it's, it's still not enough. Like I have to keep growing to keep up with the demand. Yeah. That answer your question. That's so inspiring to hear. Oh, oh thanks. It, it's good. Cause it's, it's so hard and people look and they're like, wow, your business has grown so much. I'm like, well, fuck it. you would hope so. Like <laughs> you would really hope so considering how hard I work. Like yeah. if it hadn't, that it would be concerning. Like work, Pardon. It doesn't feel like work though. Does it? No, it doesn't. It, it only feels like work when I have to set up like an email automation on the computer and the tech. Um, that's always hard. 
but the coaching that's the fun bit yeah that's so cool so how have your because you, you talk about you know creating habits and and once you are kind of healthy it's it's a lot easier to maintain how have you used your own principles as your business has gotten busier life gets in the way and because you know people come to you and they'll be like you're young you know you don't you know, it's easy for you because you're genetics and you know you don't really you work online like people think you work online it's like you just sit around all day doing nothing and it's like uh no so yeah. how, <laughs> how have you used your own principles in your own life to to stay healthy yeah well you need to know your why first of all and i feel like i get this from you as well getting crystal clear on people's values first because they need to know why they need to be successful how it impacts them like and how it benefits them because if you just want uh, a big business just so it's big and you can show off you won't be motivated when it gets really hard and if you just want a six-pack because it looks cool you won't be motivated when you don't feel like going to the gym but if you want to be really fit, so you've got lots of energy to play with your kids or you want a thriving business because you want to be able to go on holidays with your friends, having like knowing what's important to you will keep you motivated long-term. So I think I'm constantly revisiting why I do it and what's important to me. Um, yeah, and I guess that keeps me going. And then I like all the the healthy habits that I implement, like, meditation and journaling because you have to be so self-motivated working on your own it's actually crazy and being organized is like one of the biggest things that I do as well I love like a good to-do list really yeah yeah and it's one of the the first thing I teach in my program is mindset so getting clear on your values and basing your goals off of that but the second thing I teach is organization because if you want to meal prep go to the gym, drink your water, get your walks in, take breaks. You do need to be organized, like to fit it all in. Cause that's one of the biggest deterrents I feel when people are trying to be healthy. Like I don't have time to go to the gym and they don't because their time management is shit. I only but- go to the shops <laughs> twice a day to buy all my groceries. I, my time management, I have no time. You're like, what? Uh- <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, and because like, they don't realize they're spending so much time on their phone or like I had one client just recently who's implemented heaps of stuff. She's doing really well. And, um, she was waking up at 5.00 AM one day and 6.30 AM the next day. Cause she was constantly like catching up on sleep and didn't have time to do a couple of things we were, we were talking about. I'm like, well, what if you just get up at the same time every day? she's not used to waking up at five, but then just that having a set circadian rhythm, she suddenly got a couple more hours in her day and she feels better, but we had to, you know, you, you need to figure out how to adjust your schedule to, to fit in all those things. Yeah. Yeah. So being organized is an important part of staying on track and being healthy. And just that, like that certainty and having that structure, it's like, I know I wake up early I'll do some research, some study. I'll go to the gym. I'll go for a walk. I'll have some food. Then I'll do like business stuff. And then it's like, you know, chill out at night. I know my brain completely switches off. Well, I shouldn't say that because it's like 6 p.m. now. But most <laughs> from like 1 p.m. to 3 p.m., I'm done, right? Yeah. Like there's no way I'm really doing anything. From like 3 p.m. onwards, if I do anything too crazy, like I'll do this and I'll need to have like 
um, a cold shower and a massage and like, and do an hour of meditation to, to chill out before bed. Cause I get really excited. Yeah. I don't want to get too excited at night because then I can't sleep. And like you said, you got to have that rhythm circadian rhythm that's that cycle for so your body actually knows right yeah and because that getting in flow like and people um it's very easy to get yourself so depleted and burnt out that everything you do is really hard and that's like the 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 shit space that you got to get out of when you're trying to get into flow but once you figure out your routine and how you function optimally and like you know when you need to take breaks it's so easy then being productive and having creative energy is, is easy. And I think one of the, the biggest strainers of creative energy is being on your phone and it's like getting people organized, figuring out what they need to do and that they can go on their phone, but, you know, save it for this time. Mm. So you don't waste all like your decisions for the day on scrolling. Mm. Decision fatigue. Oh, it's so big. Yeah. It's like I just wear the same outfit every day. Oh, good on you. I still, <laughs> I, <laughs> I wish I could do that. I like um, my colorful active wear, <laughs> but it does. It all matters. Yeah. I will have my to-do list written like the night before and you just do it without thinking. There's no discussion about it when yeah. I'm like, maybe I won't do it in that order. The whole day then is just thrown and I'd get half as much done. Yeah. Yeah. That's big. And, and taking that, I think that first step, like you said, and getting clear in the values, clear on your why. And for anyone that doesn't know your values are an intrinsic set of priorities from highest to lowest that you're spontaneously inspired from within to do. So if you look at your past, you know, what have, in the last week, the last month, the last year, your whole life, what are the main things you think of? What are the main things you, you talk about? What are the things you study, you research, you learn, you're interested in, you get excited about, you'll just have a high attention, retention, and your, your focused intention in doing that. So what are those things? Because like you said before, where instead of just lo losing weight to get a six pack, just so I can look good on the beach and get a few more Instagram likes, it's like, no. I'm losing weight and getting more energy so I can play with the kids. You know, if you're a dad and, or a mum or whatever, and you're just trying to lose weight just because you think you'll feel better, your whole life revolves around the kids. That's probably why you put on weight. You've just fallen into those bad habits. So why not make your why, your, your reason for sticking to the dry chicken breast and rice on those few days, going to the gym on those days where you, you don't really feel like it and being like, you know, I don't actually feel that good, but I know going to the gym now is actually going to help me with my kids. I'm going to inspire my kids. I'm going to have more energy for my kids. I'm going to sleep better. So I'm not going to be stressed out over what I'm going to do with the kids. The routine within my gym, my sleep, my food, my healthy habits are going to teach my kids these core principles, these habits that are going to stay with them for the rest of their life. Yeah, just move the motivation. Once you know your values, it's so much easier. The way you explain values is so helpful. Because mm. a lot of people will automatically, or a big one for me, I was like, oh, money is not my value. That would be... Um, superficial of value. Yeah, that would be superficial. I'd be a bad person if money was one yeah. of my values. And then on reflecting, I'm like, well, the only thing I really talk about is my business. <laughs> <and> my <health." laughs> 
Um, and that doesn't mean all I care about is making money, but I just love, love, love my job, my business and my career. And so money's just part of that. Like that's my number one health is second, which is what I do. And then it's like friendship and music, I think. Yeah. And it makes me feel good because I go to a lot of music events and I, I spend a lot of money on that, but I know how important it is to me. And um, understanding that I'm happy to work to pay for something that I love. Yeah. And my parents are like, why do you go to so many events? Like save your money. And like, but it's so important to me. God, When people find out how much money we spend on personal development. <laughs> a lot of my friends, um, I stopped telling them. So I can resuscitate people that have heart attacks over me telling them how much I spend on personal development. <laughs> really? No, nah, I just don't really tell anyone anymore. I stopped telling people Even how like much the I clo- Like I told my mum. And um, she was driving and she almost crashed the car. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's so funny. I think like, I think last, uh, coming in with my first coach, I spent about $28,000 and I put it in a Facebook post. So one of my friends messaged me and she's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, that was my first coach. (laughs) There's been more. Oh. It pays off. And I, I always find it funny. Um, not funny. I understand. But when some of my clients are like, oh, that's that's a lot. And I'm like, this is cheap, mate. Like, yeah. <laughs> but like, I can assure you I'm paying about four times as much as you. And But then because we're paying, I can, I know that it works. What yeah. we do works because what I pay for works. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's a big, it's a big hurdle for people, money. But it's most people's value. I'd say a lot of people value money quite highly. No, you disagree? Uh, I think a lot of people value their career. Yeah. Um, because especially in Australia, if you if you say, oh, no, I really love my kids. I care about my kids. Well, why do you spend 48 hours a week at work? Oh, because I have to. No, you don't. The government is going to pay you to stay at home. Like... You don't have you don't have to do anything if you really enjoy your kids and and just want to make your your kids your entire life. You don't need to send them to private schools. You don't need to have the fancy new car or a fancy house. Kids don't give a shit about that. That kids just want to play with you all day every day, right? So if you really but oh my god, mum's mum's just getting triggered right now because there's they they don't want to admit that I actually do enjoy going to my my job. I actually do enjoy having a career. Um, so, and there's nothing wrong with, with saying that. So I think, yeah, a lot of people value career and having some sort of fulfillment, meaning purpose, I guess, to their life. Um, but the, the, the people that value money are the ones that, you know, they've got the big savings account. They've got some investments, they've got some whatever, right. They've, they have a good accountant and they have, they check their budget every week. You know, there's, those people definitely have a value on money, but I would say for the most part, like the average cost or the average spend of an Australian, I think is like 200 or no, not 200%, 110%. Of their wage? Of their wage. So they're spending mm. more money than they're actually making. Seems about right. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it's bizarre that. Mm. Um, yeah, I remember once I was in a club like drinking and I was talking to my friend like 
why don't you have super set up? It's so important. Like you should be putting super in. It's like midnight. She's like, maybe we should talk about this later. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, fair. It's not really a club talk. (laughs) The next day I'm like, oh, did I say that? Oh, seems like (laughs) something I would say. (laughs) What's your portfolio? Oh, I actually do have stocks um, (laughs) or shares, but... (laughs) (laughs) I bought them once because I just wanted my foot in the game, foot yeah. in the door. Yeah. Um, and I thought it would be more motivating to read about shares because I do find it really dry. I was reading about it for a while and I bought them and I just get dividends and that's it. And then I've spent the rest on personal development. Hopefully in the future, once the business is a little bit older, I think I'll be yeah. able to do that. Yeah. Definitely will. Yeah. Money is just one of those things where oh, so much guilt and, and shame around just money, right? Mm. And money's just value, right? I, I value a coffee, so I'm going to spend five bucks on a coffee and I'm going, yeah, cool, $5 well spent, I get a coffee in return, right? Mm-hmm. And people come to us, they're like, yeah, I value coaching, I value growth, learning, my health, my relationships, I value, you know, having a, you know, better quality of life. You have some value, some money, and in return, you get them or we get them results, right? Yeah. Such a good so, way yeah. of talking about it. Yeah. And I, I think like money is not so much directly linked to, to mindset and, and health at, at first glance. But I think if you're clear on your values and like you said at the start, your why, then you can stop saying things like, oh, I'm wasting my money or I have no money or um, I feel guilty about that. You know, it, you know, some of your friends or things you see on the internet kind of make you say, oh, I should be buying that or I shouldn't be buying that or I have to do this or ought to do that. If you're living by those words, those imperatives where you think you, you, ha- you have no choice, you have to do it, that's a sign that it's outside of who you are and who what your mm-hmm. values are unique to you. Because we don't spend money on personal development and go, oh, I have to spend money on it. I see all that money coming out of my account. I'm like, yes, like, hell yeah. Like I get to go to that course. I get to like hang out with this community. I've got, I get to learn and and grow and and Mm -hmm. push myself. Yeah. It's so funny because it, it, so we're talking about how money relates to mindset and that you can spend money and feel guilty if you're not sure why you're doing it or how it links into your values. And it's exactly the same with food and health. And like, if you're working on your fitness from a place of love and what makes you feel good, and sometimes you eat a piece of cake and you're like, oh, it's fine. Like I understand my body and I know I'm doing the work, so it's fine. But if you're trying to drive yourself into the ground, work out seven times a week, and it's coming from a place of fear. Mm. And then if you eat a piece of cake, you feel guilty and you'd be like, oh, I'm not going to achieve my goals of beauty if I go off plan sometimes, whatever. Um, and there's the same thing, like there's food guilt, there's money guilt. If you know why you do it and you know what motivates you, then you can, like you've got more wiggle room and you can just operate on a different level. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And that's, yeah, why it's it's so important to have that that clear structure of, you know, what are my highest priorities? Where am I going to spend my time, effort, energy, money, mm. resources in? Mm. Yeah. And just changing the perspective to investing as well. And it's really, it can be quite challenging to change 
people's perspectives around money, but because it is everything that you do is investing. So, sorry, it's distracted. Someone's <laughs> calling me. I just hung up on them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with like investing into yourself, people like they might see it as a loss, but it's the same with like compound interest. And if you're investing on yourself, you do reap the rewards for that in the future. And you can't like money's always coming and going. You can't hold on to every dollar that you ever, ever make. It's not possible. You also can't work every single hour of every day because some people have that attitude like, Oh, if I work more, I'll make more money. It's like, well, okay, but it's not possible to work all the time. Like my mom used to tell me to take every single shift. And if someone called in sick, I would take the shift. And I was just miserable. I was working all the time. I was working all the time, like 14 days in a row. And I just hated it. And I was still poor, what essentially. What were you doing, flipping burgers? Yeah, it was like hospitality yeah. and um, retail. And you realize that trying to hold on to every dollar ever and work as much as possible is a very inefficient way to make money and to grow because it's not invested wisely. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's finding like, you know, beating the dead horse with the values, finding what you love. And, you know, you, you always hear that it's cliche. Oh, it's not about the money. I mean, that's, I think, a bit of bullshit, you know, because we want, we, we're used to a certain lifestyle or something. But once you're clear on what you actually love doing, okay, what's the, what's the lifestyle I would love, right? What's my dream, vision, lifestyle, the thing that inspires me so much? What does it exactly look like? Okay, well, what's the next step to get to that? It's the itty bitty little steps, you know, the, to climb a 100 step staircase, you know, it starts with the first step. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right? And I think, especially when crazy shit goes on around the world and, you know, listening to other people and seeing things on social media is one thing, but, you know, the coronavirus outbreak or, you know, there's always something going on in the world. You know, you'll be, you'll say, I'm going to set a goal to, you know, achieve my career. And then the next week you'll get fired or something, right? You're going to set a goal to go to the gym more and then the gym closes down, you know, life's going to throw all these challenges at you. And I think it's, it's stepping up to the plate and you can either step up or you can step out. And it's like, do I want to accept the challenge of this, this new problem, this new goal, or do I just want to repeat the same process again and again? And I, I don't know about you, Carla, but a lot of clients come to me and they say, oh, it feels like Groundhog Day. feels like I'm doing the same day over and over. You know, I thought, you know, two years ago, where I'd be now is way different. I'm in the same place. You know, and some people, it's even worse. It's like their whole life. They feel like they're just scratching at the edge of a deep cliff and they're just barely hanging on. And it's like, whoa, like, take a breath. No way. That's fuck living like that. Like, it's- <laughs> Like I, I understand how people get stuck, but just definitely fuck that. You gotta like, you have to be willing to um, figure out what you want. Key step one. Some people very, a lot of people know what they don't want. Mm. 
they don't know what they actually want. So they need to know what they want and there has to be that conviction. But that's where having accountability and guidance is so valuable because it is hard to have, you know, unwavering conviction on your goals. No one yeah. can really do anything completely alone. Um, but I think, so Pete Tansley quote, like the outcome is fixed, but the process is fluid. So you pick what your goals are and you might have a rough idea of how to get there. And then, like you said, you get curveball, challenge, challenge, challenge. The gym will close. Your house will burn down, like anything, whatever, all challenges. But so the way that you get there is forced to change. The process is fluid, but you still get there. Yeah. You have to just know that. Yeah. And trust. Yeah. How do you get clients to really focus on that that process and the the journey like what's the well recognizing the wins is yeah. a big one like starting to realize where they have wins so like oh today i drank my my three liters of water today i got my workout in i didn't get my steps but you know i had a couple of wins because once they start to see that they're actually winning every day then they can be like, oh, well, I am going to get to my goals because I'm, I am winning every single day. That doesn't mean that they're getting perfection every day. Aiming for perfection is just like procrastination because you can, you'll never be perfect. But yeah, just, just showing them where they are winning and learning. They start to love that feeling of winning and knowing that they're on top of things. And, you know, they might say to me, oh, this Saturday, I've got a friend's thing coming up. So I'm probably going to eat off plan but I know that. So I'm still on track. I already know that I'm going to do that. It's a part of the path, like going off a little bit is a part of that journey to get to the goal. So it's all you're on track, you know, you're on the path to success. Yeah. So, it's, but it does often take like me reminding them you are, you are still on track and they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I, they'll always be like a, a freak out at some point. Oh, like, yeah. I ate pizza. I'm like, was it good? Oh God, I hope so. Yeah. I blew my calories. I'm like, was it yummy? Yes. Oh, is it so bad? Yeah. <laughs> Are you eating healthy today? Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, you'll probably be fine. Yeah. So it's, it, it's being clear on that why. And then it's the itty bitty little steps every day. And then the wins. Oh, I love the wins. Mm, I love the wins. Oh, so many people. Uh, this is another, we're just going to quote Pete the whole time. Ants, automatic negative thoughts, right? They're, they're, they're everywhere. They just pop up. You got to squish them, right? Mm. So a lot of people get to the end of the day and you have a, a confirmation bias and a recency bias. So throw some, some big words out there, but you'll get to the end of the day. And right before you go to bed, let's say the kids are getting cranky and you have to, discipline the kids or i don't know there's a you know you know what kids are like they go crazy right so you go to bed and your mind's going oh was i too mean to the kids was i you know did i do the right thing or whatever maybe you had a fight with your partner maybe you had ice cream for dessert right so you go to bed thinking i've messed up the whole day i'm a horrible parent i'm a bad partner and i've messed up my diet you know the world's gonna end right but what happened? You're completely forgetting about, you know, the other 15 hours in your day, you know, just, just because you, the last hour of your day wasn't perfect and you're only seeing 
one side of the the negative you know have a look and and reflect at the end of the day okay where were my wins Mm. because you're not failing over you either win or you learn so i know because i get caught up in this as well i go to bed and i'm like what a horrible day so unproductive it's like wait when did i do yeah when i get up what did i do what was like the most valuable thing that i did today right so that's a little question you can ask yourself what was what was I most grateful for today out of everything? What was I most grateful for? Because, oh, and I put this on my Instagram uh, yesterday. If you want to master your life, you can't, it's impossible. You can't master your life. You need to master the day first and then tomorrow master that day and just keep getting better and compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not others. Because when you, Einstein said, if you're a cat, and you're trying to climb, if you're a cat and you're trying to swim like a fish, you're going to beat yourself up. If you're a fish trying to climb a tree like a cat, you're going to beat yourself up. So if you're a cat, be a cat, right? And climb the tree. Mm. (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) It's so true. You can't compare yourself to others. And everybody that got to where they are started where they were. So you have to do the same. Whoa, say that again. (laughs) everyone that got to where they are started where they were whoa i also got that from pete (laughs) (laughs) and uh before you um sometimes you win sometimes you learn yeah i just said that yeah but you said okay (laughs) i I feel like that was the full quote (laughs) you did you did yeah yeah it's so true um because I do it too. And like, yeah, I'm hyper driven. I feel to get things Pape. done. Um, pardon? Pape. Like you always got to do something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Oh, type A personality. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, there'll be days where I'm like, Oh, today I sat down for 45 minutes. I'm like shit day. And then I look at my to do's. I'm like, Oh, like I, maybe I only did one task. But it was fucking, it was huge. I'm like, oh, what am I getting so mad about? Like maybe I didn't tick off everything that I had planned, but I've like, done something massive. I'm like, oh, well, that wasn't done yesterday and it needed to be done. And yeah, and you, you have to make a conscious effort to remind yourself and to look for those things, to have that trust in yourself that you are doing the work. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're clear on our why, we're clear on setting these small goals, we're clear on getting this structure and this certainty within our week. Mm. I want to get down to like specifics. We've got Christmas coming up, right? Next month. right? Maybe it's already here. (laughs) Clients are coming to you and, you know, friends or whatever, like they, oh, you're the health guru. Wow. Like you must just be bringing your chicken and Tupperware, chicken and rice Tupperware (laughs) to the family and just doing that. (laughs) So just crack that fantasy for everyone right away. Yeah, no, <laughs> I like ate so much last year. I threw up in my mouth a few times. <laughs> I remember being like, why do I do this to myself? You shouldn't eat that much. That was silly. I just, <laughs> you know, you're like, I want to try everything. Yeah, TMI. I have a bite of everything. You have a whole plate of everything. Yeah, yeah. Just one bite and it's like such a big plate. Um. No, because if you are doing all the right things throughout the year, like you can 
celebrate on special occasions. Our bodies are capable of so much more than we give them credit for. And if you overeat one day, like they'll process it fine. The problems if you do it every day. Yeah. But if you're eating healthy, you eat, you know, the right amount, you have a couple of treats throughout the week, like curb your sugar craving, whatever. And then Christmas day comes and you enjoy yourself. It's not going to make any difference to your goals. Mm. It's only if like you get so caught up in social functions all the way up to Christmas that you're eating like crap constantly. That's when we get to new year's like, Oh God, what have I done? Yeah. So like December's a time where I hold people extra accountable um, because they just need that bit of support and the reminders like the check-ins to stay on track for their goals especially because summer's coming but there's so many social events but it's easy to do like again as long as you have the structure in place and the the support but I get like it's not perfection every day yeah. definitely not on Christmas day no so what, what would you say to someone oh I want to lose a bunch of weight but Christmas what should I do? Should I, should I bring my scale to the Christmas lunch and weigh everything up? No. Yeah. Cause social health is just as important. You've got to fill your social tank and just enjoy and like be able to relax. So we'd be looking at like looking at what they're eating now in the lead up to Christmas, but on Christmas day, have your protein, maybe just one plate of food per family gathering. Do you know what I mean? One plate. Big plate. Yeah. One serve, one big serve. But like, cause I see, I'll see my family, like almost breakfast, lunch, dinner, all different things. And um, yeah, one big plate and that's fine. Like, yeah. and a small dessert as well, obviously. Obviously small. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say if someone was, you know, worried about Christmas day? It's like um, the guilt is a big thing. Yeah yeah food guilt yeah what you said about um the social thing now you must be feeling the heat of that because the like you're in melbourne mm. right so how you're in lockdown for like three months yeah i i think it was um longer if you combine the two but oh God. we're out now Jeez. pretty much we've just been told we're not, we don't have to wear masks unless we go into like a supermarket yeah so good. Yeah, I wore a mask for the first time today and they aren't fun. No, yeah. I had to make a real conscious effort to breathe through my nose with the mask on because um, I know breathing through your mouth is like sympathetic nervous system. It can make you more stressed. Yeah. Breathing through your nose, parasympathetic. But with the mask on, I'm like... <sighs> like, <laughs> wasn't that relaxed yeah I'm, I'm like i'm a healthy person i'm gonna breathe through my nose even with the mask on I actually um had a lot of problems with my jaw in lockdown because i was clenching i think every time i wore the mask i was shutting my mouth really tight i had to like pull out my jaw and i get like acupuncture it's fine now wow i think it was actually a mild problem before yeah. and then lockdown just really yeah messed it up it's fine now wow. i still pull my jaw out every day what do you mean pull your jaw out? Like, um, get a finger off the back there and like pull on the muscles here and I'll do these. You're a lateral pterygoid muscle. Is it? I know this is the um, mandible. No. Mandible. M 
I can't remember the the mass sitter or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, that sounds right. Oh yeah, and like acupuncture there, and in my like traps. Yeah. So I have no pain anymore because I I have two friends that got splints to wear at night to stop them from clenching, but I was like, that's not really a actual fix. No. It'd still be. Um, so I've been just learning to calm down more. Yeah. Because I think I was comfortable with the lockdowns, but I think it, in my deep subconscious, like I was going to sleep and actually not okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> like logically, I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. All right. And then go to sleep like this is not okay. Yeah. Yeah. We were in lockdown for two. Did you see that? Like Adelaide meant to, we were meant to have a six day, like strict lockdown. And it lasted like two days. And then everyone's like, oh my God, that was such a hard two days. And you're like, uh, oh hello? Really? I really don't watch the news. Um, so no, I didn't really know about that. I I heard there was like a case or something yeah. in Adelaide. Yeah, it's a bit of drama. Yeah, I was just next level. I had to stop reading about it because it just made me triggered, essentially. <laughs> like really, I'd read about it and be like, oh yeah, this is really bad. And then but you then if I- stressed. Yeah, like I wasn't before. But then if I'd stopped reading about it, I'm like, oh yeah, my business is going great. Everything's fine. I can work online. And if I did read about it, I'd be like, oh, all my clients are going to leave me because the gyms are closed. <laughs> you know, like it was so polarizing. Yeah. Yeah. So what health tips, did you pick up any like habits when or learn anything whilst like health related, mindset related whilst in lockdown? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing is that there are no excuses, like whatever your goals are, there are none. Like, but everything's locked down, Carla. What do you mean? The only thing open is the shops. I have to eat. Come on. (laughs) I know. But like, if you've got a body, you can exercise. No, but the gyms are closed. (laughs) I know, I know. Well, at first I was seeing a personal trainer for a while. I always have so many mentors, coaches. Um, Seeing a personal trainer is amazing, but he was in the second lockdown there. He completely stopped working. In the first one, he still did a few things. Second lockdown, completely stopped working. I felt really lost and pissed off because I was like, I'm still working. I can pay you for a workout program, but you're choosing not to work. What do I do? And then I was like, oh, okay. I'm tired of complaining. It's not really helping me. So I found a body weight coach and I'm like, all right, I'll try something new. And everything that he's taught me, I've just passed directly on to my clients. And it's been awesome and really hard work and fun. Um, but I used to dance full time. So I already had an understanding of body weight training. So I was already able to continue writing my clients' programs. Um, but it was amazing in, in the period to see who it really impacted, which is understandable. I do get that. But other people just completely rose to the occasion, like getting their steps, getting their workouts in because they had to check in with me, like, and it didn't matter to them that the gyms were closed because all my clients lost access to the gym. Yeah, a lot of them, a lot of my clients have been saying to me, they've gone back to work and everyone's been like, oh my God, you're half the size. No way. Like, and we've doubled. <laughs> yeah. 
which is fine. Like there's no judgment there. It was a really challenging period, but just to see that from my clients as well and for to see my own business be able to grow because I still had to change so much of what I did to continue running. Just really feel that there are no excuses. Yeah. And that's not to say that, you know, you have to rise to the occasion all the time. We're all human. Yeah, well, I think circling or linking it to what we we're talking about at the start if your your reason why isn't strong enough you're gonna find an excuse every time mm-hmm. the only reason you do anything is because you think it's going to be more beneficial to you right so when you eat food it's because you got overly hungry and or like let's say you, you ate off your diet plan or what you binge ate or whatever it's because you saw more benefits in stuffing your face and feeling better because you're really hungry and that was painful, right? Maybe you're like, I always use this, this example when um, I got this from the four hour work week from Tim Ferriss. And he says, you know, people come to him, but oh no, like I have to work at least, you know, 40 hours a week. And he says, okay, well, if you were diagnosed with a terminal illness or tumor or whatever, you could literally only work four hours in a week. What would you do in those four hours? And then it just changes people's perspective, right? So it's it's creating a, a bigger demand on yourself. And I mean, it's a, it's a bit gruesome or a bit uh, morbid to be like, okay, well, if I was going to die um, and I had to lose 10 kilos, how would I do it? You, you're probably going to lose 10 kilos, right? So you're always going to have an excuse for those small little fluffy goals that don't really mean anything. So it's like spend a lot of time trying to figure out why do you actually want it? You know, mm-hmm. what, how are you going to feel when you achieve it? Why? Mm-hmm. Like love yeah. the process. Yes. It's so important. Like, cause I, I had clients in lockdown that were saying, I had a few that were working really reduced hours and saying, well, I have so much time. I feel quite down, quite lost and struggling to get motivated to do their workouts, to meal prep and everything, despite having like significantly more time. Whereas I had some people join in lockdown because they were out of work and they needed something to do to keep them active. And the people that um, were feeling lost and not motivated. We're like, well, when I get back to work and I have structure, it'll be easier again. Those same people are back at work now. Oh, work is so busy. I'm too tired. I don't have time. And it really highlights that excuses are just excuses. It's okay to make them sometimes. We all do. Like I'm not, I'm not having any judgment, but that's why you need to figure out your why to overcome those excuses because clearly they're not going to reach their goals unless they figure out why they are their goals. Yeah. And then it's like, well, if you know what, if you just really don't care about losing weight, well, then that's fine. You don't have to. And that's at the moment they are that, you know, they don't care enough or they would have, they would have done it. Mm. Got all the tools. Oh, that's a nasty line. Oh, if you cared enough, you would have done it already. <laughs> Boom. Oh, I don't mean to be nasty. <laughs> <laughs> no but it like you know they've had the opportunity and we clip they need to reflect on what why it's important to them yeah definitely yeah but um also in lockdown 
something that was interesting for myself was at the start, I was a bit anxious about it and worried what would happen to my business. And I was meditating and like going for walks and doing all these mindful things. And like, why don't I feel any better? And I saw like my psych for a bit and we talked about it. Turns out every time I was meditating, I was just like silence brain, no thoughts or feelings allowed. And I had to learn to really, oh, accept um, it's okay to feel stressed sometimes and like more accept it and sit with it and allow yourself to feel feelings and have thoughts come by. Um, and that let me release that energy so much more. Like, and I think it was interesting because prior, I guess it was really immature to expect myself not to feel anything. So going through lockdown taught me like, it's really okay to face that stuff because we are human. Face your demons. Sit with like the shadow side because there's shadow yeah. and light. Yeah. Um, Actually, and when we spoke at lock in lockdown and we were talking about how there's pros and cons to everything, I just yeah. see it everywhere now. That was a big one. Yeah, that's uh, that's really cool. The balance. Woo. So handy. Everything's good and bad. Everything. <laughs> and then when we talked about like the pros and cons to being in lockdown and out of lockdown, they're they're almost equal. That essentially they are, you would say they are. I prefer being out of lockdown, but. Yeah, I mean, it's, fascinating. Some of it's really tricky to explain. Like uh, um, my, someone died in a car accident. Well, what are the pros? Because right, there's benefits to that. You're like, uh, yeah, I really don't want to hear that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but, but it's, it's true. Like, you know, I remember when I was younger, my dad would be like, okay, what are the, pros and like hey dad what should i do okay write a pros and cons what are the good and bad and then you know because because a lot of people have a fantasy about losing weight or having that motivational jump up and down fucking wake up every morning and just be super motivated like some people want that and it's like well have you thought about what the disadvantages would be of actually having that perfect body and having mm. that mindset where you wake up and you just go 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 all the time like I think it's something um, and what I was thinking of before is what you want to find most is where you least want to look. So usually those little nagging little comments in the back of your head that you keep pushing away, you sweep them under the rug. You don't want to face it. You don't want to hear about it. You know, you have money problems, but you won't check your account. You know, you have health problems, but you're not going to sit down and mm. write down a food diary. You know yeah. that you have communication issues and you're, you're holding back and you don't want to, confront them you know there's all these little things hiding in the back of your mind and they're like little jordan peterson says this they're like little baby dragons so the egg will hatch and it's this little baby dragon now at first baby dragon easy to kill i've killed lots of them right as time goes on and the the longer those thoughts are in the back of your head that baby dragon's going to go big and bigger and bigger right Mm -hmm. to a point where you can't like it's going to be terrifying to grab your sword and, and shield and walk in there and try and kill that big dragon on your own right yeah so these these little things that that build up and i've completely like what what was i talking about at the start <laughs> why am i saying um... <laughs> demons and to kill dragons how do i get on that well, uh we were talking about the pros and cons yeah that's it. Uh, everything pros and cons guys so, good thing I was listening. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm glad I'm you're like- paying attention. So it's like face that dragon of okay, why do you actually want to have this perfect body? But what are the disadvantages of that? Mm. You know, if you have this perfect booty, everyone's going to be looking at you. Everyone, like you're going to be even more insecure. You're going to be in the gym comparing yourself to people. Like how many girls do you know, Carla? And I don't know if you might have done this as well, but like the skinnier you get and the harder you train and the harder you diet and the more photos you take, the more insecure you, and more judgmental and the more superficial you get. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, um, definitely can happen. The bodybuilding industry is great, but um, in a lot of aspects, it just supports people with eating disorders. Yeah, quite a lot of women will not all but a lot of women will go into it and just lose their period and be like sweet how convenient and it's like oh fucking their reproductive system but they don't they don't realize but like because some people just push it so far yeah and you do something like that and if you do lose your period for a long time from training so hard and eating so little you can really stuff up your body mm. um without realizing just yet yeah, trying to go 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 all the time i know but yeah, it's funny. Like even being super motivated all the time um, can, or like trying to be super healthy, it can come with a lot of sacrifices like to your social life. And well, then you don't get maybe to relax as much. Like people often don't know what they're asking for as well. Yeah, you're tired. You're sore. You've got to go, go six times a week. You got a meal prep. Mm. like you said the social thing and like there's so many things you don't think about choose your hard classic yeah there yeah you go. love that <laughs> like you the the easier option not worrying about food getting uber eats not going to the gym like maybe the more laid back option is hard because maybe you're really unhappy with yourself you run out of breath taking the stairs and you get headaches all the time or back pain or the other hard going to the gym, doing your workouts, doing your meal prep, spending all your time, like doing your fitness stuff and being organized, but it's easier because you can run up the stairs and you feel good and you have more energy, but they're both hard. Yeah. Oh my God. That's the balance. Yeah. The pros and cons. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, time goes so fast with you, Carla. That was 60 minutes. We've done it. (laughs) Woohoo. Yeah, no, I could keep talking all day. I did. I really, I need to start a podcast or something at some point. Yeah. I just, but you know, when you're like, oh, the, the, like the business, I don't know if I can fit it in just yet. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> all right, guys. So thanks for uh, joining us. <laughs> any questions, actually? Yeah, uh, I wish you could see. Um, yeah, the, you have to have Facebook up with you. Right, I can do yeah. that. Anyone watching? Anyone got any questions? Where I've got a like, but that's about it. <laughs> Everyone has forgotten. Oh, here's a question: How yeah. are you guys so entertaining and smart? Wow. Um, oh, who said that? No, I just made that up. Oh. No, there's no comments. <laughs> but we get people comment, comment, and we'll get back to you in the comments. Yeah, we can do that. We can circle question. back. And we'll do more. We will do more. This is so good. Yeah. So fun. Yeah, I know. I'm going to be buzzing as well after this. I'm going to like <laughs> meditate, meditate from journal 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I had All a... Right, guys. So 
yeah, thanks for watching. Any final comments, Carla? I hope everything was clear. <laughs> yeah, Just let us know if it wasn't. Oh, it's fine. It's flowing. All right. <laughs> thanks for having Everyone, me. Thanks for watching. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>